0: This is Jeremy Renta,
1: and this is Amy Solara,
0: and you have discovered Mantra and Magic,
1: a podcast where Eastern philosophy meets Western magical practice. Hello, everyone, to another episode of Mantra and Magic, and today we have a wonderfully witchy guest, the creator behind the brand and six-figure business, Witchy Wisdoms. Sean Angle. She's got a couple books out if you haven't had enough added to your list already by me and Jer. Cosmopolitan's Love Spells, Power of Hex, and Witch's Brew. And not only that, she's the matriarch of the Boss Mystic Podcast Network and has successfully leveraged social media in literally every realm from Instagram to TikTok to Twitter. Uh, You can find her at Witchy Wisdoms and you can definitely find a few laughs along with it. I love watching all of her things and know that she will be here to help your business align with a perfected personal brand if you want to work with her. We'll put links in the show notes so that you can directly connect if you feel so inspired and I'm sure you will. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So I, first off, I feel like I'm um, interviewing somebody, like if I was learning how to ride horses, then I was interviewing the person who won the Kentucky Derby. You've been doing this for so long. (laughs) You've been doing podcasts, you've been doing all the social media things, and I'm So in awe of how, because I've watched you grow too. I think I found you because of podcasts back when I first started out. When did you, when did you get into all of this? How did that like decision to become a voice of witchcraft and magic kind of come to be?
2: Well, I mean, it all, it all started pretty organically and I'm grateful for it, but to be completely honest and in true Scorpio nature, uh, the entire brand really sprung out of a devastating breakup. I was uh, very codependent on a heroin addict who I was very naive, didn't realize that this was happening in front of my face, put down so much money. And so I was just at kind of my lowest point. And while I was always a pretty witchy person, like I followed astrology, I did tarot cards, I worked magic, Previously, uh, I didn't really turn back to it seriously until that happened. So Witchy Wisdoms basically came out of writing a blog that was marrying all the things that I was learning in taro- or sorry, in therapy with the tarot. So it was healing, it was practical application, boundaries, all of that, and really the writing was just more cathartic than anything else. And it kind of just took off like people were relating to it. They're like, oh, I've been there. Boundaries. What are those? And so <laughs> then I moved on into Instagram, realized that people were resonating there as well. And I was like, I think I could life coach. Like, I really think that this is something that I could do and I can help people. I think I'm far along enough in my journey now. And then once I really started, once I got a coach, once I got uh, just training on social media in general, I kind of figured out algorithms and they made sense to me like my brain just works well with them so once i nailed it i was like i can teach people how to build brands and it just kind of evolved from there so over the course of like four and a half years that's where we are now
0: did you have any type of training in that beforehand did you have a background in marketing or how was it just completely organic
2: <sighs> a little column a, a little column b uh, i went to school for business and uh, that was my undergrad, and. Uh, my father ran a business my grandfather ran a business actually both did so I had business background in terms of like management but marketing and sales was never really something that was like part of my repertoire and I always said that I was really bad at it like that was one of those uh, like beliefs that I had where I was like I'm just not good at this part and then I figured out that that's Incorrect, <laughs> to say the least. But um, yeah, so a little bit of business background, but kind of just learning along the way. I love. And then that. for
0: you, you. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Amy. What we do? <laughs> I asked a question. You is ask a
2: question.
1: What we do. <laughs> no. Um, I just wanted to like comment and say that's that's the most Scorpio in a nutshell healing thing that I've heard. Where it's that that blend of being afraid of your own power, yet recognizing it. And once you step into it, everything comes into flow because so many people, they hear Scorpio and they only think like death and destruction and taboo sex. And they don't realize it's like power and stepping into your power. And I love
2: that you are embodying that so fully. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it is very much death and destruction, but like learning to turn that in into myself and doing a lot of like reinvention. I mean, and I owe it to therapy and tarot really because that self-reflection, I think a lot of people are looking outside themselves to, to reach these new heights. But really, if you just start inside and you Phoenix from the ashes, just in your own psyche, that's where the magic happens.
0: Have you always been uh, pretty open with your spirituality and your, your background in witchcraft? Or was that something that you also had to get over when it came to sharing it on social media?
2: That never was an issue for me. I was always like, this is who I am. Because once I figure it out for myself, then I don't have any shame around it. But it's usually the gray area portion where I'm like, uh, am I? Am I not? And I mean, I was always like a weird, spooky kid. Like this was just like part of my personality anyways, that I just never, I never felt weird about sharing it.
0: I've also, um, I spent some time on your website today. And I mean, I also follow you on Instagram, but I'm really amazed how concise you are with explaining your concepts. I know part of that maybe it's the fact that there's like a 10 or 15 second limit when you're doing, you know, clips or stories. Um, but the fact that you can have, you know, a seven part premise and that you can break it down into a minute and 20 seconds is really impressive. Like how did you develop that also just from working with Instagram or like when it comes to your teaching style, how exactly does did that develop for you?
2: I I'm so flattered that you said that because <laughs> I I am. I pride myself on being concise because I know like a lot of people, they'll do like hour and a half long master classes, and I'm like, how, why, why filler fluff? I don't get it. And I think that is a skill that I developed one when I was learning uh like trade in business school because elevator pitches was like, you gotta nail it. Um two, and I think this is. I think this again is like a Scorpio, but I have a lot of Capricorn too. I have a cut the bullshit attitude. I don't feel like wasting people's time. And three, in writing, because when I was in creative writing classes, like even through high school, because that was really like my passion forever. Um, you can say so much with so little and having someone ruth- ruthlessly edit out all of the fluff with red constantly, like that, just was something that stuck with me. So, it's I think it it translates into my content.
0: The it. yeah, there, it's sorry. I, we may just leave these things open. Uh, it might be easier to do that because, <laughs> again, same way you're 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 getting your ideas across really quickly. It's like back to, back to the mute button. Um, no, that's great. Um, yeah. Uh, well, Amy, do you have anything you want
1: ask? Say, you have to tell her that? <laughs> You're Pluto on the sun. So he's like secret oh, yeah. Scorpio. Where-
0: I, well, I mean, it's not so secret. I've also got three <laughs> other planets in Scorpio. I've got my Mars, my Venus, and, and my... sun
1: in the eighth house, right?
0: Yeah, and my... Um, it's not my Neptune. It's my Uranus. And yeah, so...
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, spending a lot of time in that too. I'm finding a lot of... And, see, you're talking. We can't hear you. Go ahead, start. <laughs>
2: it's okay. I just said... <laughs> I love it. I love
0: Scorpio energy. Well, that's, that's one of the things I'm really coming into, uh, empowerment with this year, this year, Amy I and I've talked about it a lot too. There's been a whole lot of like delving into the closet. There's been a lot of shadow work that's been going on and I'm, you know, I've been spending so much time. I feel like in the shadow over the past year that like coming back into the light has been difficult to be completely honest. Cause I'm spending so much time with all of this, all this stuff and with people on table processing all of their things, um, so being able to actually like find the other side of that has been kind of difficult. So for me too like with a lot of the work that in my own personal practice working the polarities and then working the the other angles of those is really important and it's also being able to like recognize those things. Like realizing where it is that you're kind of being pulled down and stuck into a hole can be hard to do. So having somebody reflect back I think is incredibly important and that's again something else that I noticed that you do because you post a lot of your text back and forth with your clients which is you know, you're showing what you're doing. And I think as a coach, that's incredibly it's it's hard, I think, for coaches or people who are trying to get into um, some type of a social media framework from that standpoint to understand the benefit of giving things away for free and the benefit of showing what your process is, because people are, can say you can go on, like you said, and have a, an hour long uh, a masterclass pitch on YouTube and people don't say anything. They're literally just like, so let me, we're going to get to that sooner or later, but right now I got to tell you some bullshit that doesn't really matter. So being able to actually see how the process works and how it is that not only how you work with your clients, but how you, your brain works is, I think it's beneficial for your clients to know like what it is that they're getting in for, because signing up for something like this too, when it comes to time and money can be a little bit overwhelming. But if you see what it is that people are getting uh, from their, like the actual end goal is actually being accomplished is, is it really does say a lot so again I will be tangential or I will like talk a lot and then somebody has to pick up where, I, where I've dropped the ball
2: <laughs> I mean I love it I uh, and I'm and I'm grateful that like that resonates because uh i sorry I have so much to say because you packed so much in and I'm like I want to hit it all um so I mean as far as like resharing like my process and everything I do think it's beneficial because I I want to instill a lot of trust into people that maybe are not sure if I'm right for them yet. So they can see just like, you know, what is actually happening. And I went through my own imposter syndrome thing of like, are these enough results? Like, is this, but every result is enough of a result. You know, people are, people are happy with the results they get. And that joy I think is more beneficial than anything else. Um, But, you know, we all go back and forth on our things. And uh, let's see. I mean, as far as resharing things, oh, and my process. So that was another thing. And I think that this is an extremely organic thing that most coaches will, uh, that they'll resonate with this as well, is that when you're not sure of your process, that's when you do all the fluff. But once you're really, really definitely sure of the things that you want and the things that you do and how you do them, they just become a lot more clear to the people that are watching. Unfortunately, it's a double-edged sword because recently I've had a lot of people stealing my content. Like I did, um, I came up with this like content rule of three E's. Cause I was like on brand play on words. Um, <laughs> and someone legit just like stole it and started tweeting it. Like it was their own. And I'm like, I mean, I'm doing something right, which is great. And like, this person is also an authenticity coach. I'm like, you know (laughs) like these are things and it makes me laugh and I'm like you know I kind of feel bad for anybody that she like you know wrangles in but the more authentic that you are the more that you're going to get attention like that but it's not anything to be afraid of it's actually like a clear sign that you're doing something right and I think and this was like my last point was that working with the eighth house and Scorpio energy is super hard for that reason because when you stay in those darker shadow portions, you're right, you're not working with the polarity and transmuting it or bringing it back into the light, like into the material, into the Taurus is that's exactly where the, like the business integration comes in. And that's why since I'm so akin to Scorpio energy, I think I have, I think I have that talent to be like, okay, here's your shadow sides, and here's how it can work for you realistically.
0: Just to, to clarify, my son is actually in my ninth house, my Jupiter. Yes. Jupiter is in the eighth house. I told you I, I was off on my timing. So everything shifted. So, um, anyways, there's that
1: gotta love those <laughs> nitpicky details of astrology. Um, I was going to say with, uh, all of that, like going into how you're working with people. I love that your business model is an acronym of witchcraft. That's <laughs> just amazing in and of itself because most magical coaching things are super like, all oh, love and light and positivity and very like, I listen to Elizabeth Gilbert, big magic every morning. And then Byron Katie and lunchtime. <laughs> not that those aren't good people, not that they don't offer something to someone, but like you're no bones about it. You got athames and chalices and all sorts of other things in your imagery. So, do you ever have people that you feel like um, don't know what to do with that? Like they're 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 interested in it, but they're maybe a little intimidated to step into their own magical container,
2: and that that's something you have to work through too. Yeah, that happens a lot, um, especially because. I'm a fairly intimidating presence I think mainly because I just am like again no bones about it uh, and I found that working with my clients or even working with people that follow me it's like coaxing a cat out from under the bed like you just give them little treats here and there and then finally they feel comfortable enough and you can give them a little pet and it's just like it's a very gentle like nurturing experience um but I find that the people that are most drawn to me that are ready are like, I mean, and I've worked with so many different people that my recent client who started a nonprofit to help Indigenous women gain autonomy in their business, which is like fucking amazing. Um, And she's like, yeah, it's not my industry, but like, I've always liked witchcraft. And I really think that this is like something that I'm drawn to. And I was like, okay, well, you know what, it's, a thousand percent up to you how much we delve into it we can do rituals every morning if you want or we can just be like I don't know really blasé but either way like I I always allow my clients to have control over what they're comfortable with but it is like that sneaky thing where they're like but like is there like a spell for that or like (laughs)
1: like, let me tell you which tarot card you're embodying today and then we'll figure out the candle color (laughs) with with all of that do you because jerry and i have different backgrounds in magic um i was mainly i almost said brought up i was not raised in witchcraft <laughs> <laughs> was, your mother asked, would flip <laughs> uh, she would die she would literally I, I shouldn't say that because she's like her health is not great um, <laughs> in, in a really wonderful open she has a daughter who's a virgo who's harping on her all the time about eating vegetables just general rule of thumb you eat vegetables you're healthy so I was mostly in the background of reclaiming witchcraft and a little bit of Anderson fairy and a lot of eclectic and do-it-yourself solitary and Jer is like super ceremonial magic high magic magician level stuff and we're discovering differences around some of those practices and a lot of similarities which are really beautiful what's yours where, where did you kind of begin
2: I would say that now currently I'm somewhere in between the two of you um started out super eclectic because I'm and I also like I love ceremonial magic but I'm so punk rock about it that I'm just like oh. And so it doesn't always fit, but I, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the teacher, Damian Eccles. He was one of the West Memphis three, absolutely adore him. Um, he's a great teacher of ceremonial magic in a way that's like casual enough for me to understand. So I'm in no way an expert, but I feel very drawn to him. And it's also, I have Hebrew roots, my mother's Jewish. So working with like the middle pillar just felt very comfortable and ancestral for me. Um, but that's to say, I mean, I do the middle pillar every morning, but do I go much farther than that? No. Do I do spells all the time? No. It's just more of like, it's, it's casual. It's a questioning for me. It's a lot of just like, I use it for self-development for personal reflection, for growth. And that's kind of the extent of my magic as it stands right now.
0: I mean, what you're talking about though, is something that i have started veering more and more into when it comes to my spiritual practice i've uh i've recently been listening to uh, an audiobook on musar so like just getting into various different the, this the 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 exoteric side of uh judaism as opposed to the esoteric which is you know that's still in, it's that's the power like i feel like that's where a lot of the power is but to be able to go in and to 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 break down some of the um some of the understandings of either the Old Testament, if you're doing it through uh, listening to the Sefer Yetzirah or, or reading the Sefer Yetzirah or the Bahir, uh, getting into the Zohar, which is quite a lot, like that is, that's kind of the next thing. But I'm realizing that the more that I get into the esoteric side of my practice, the more I want to be on the exoteric and I want to go and talk to rabbis and I want to go and talk to priests and discuss like how things developed into what they are. Because especially like, you know, the, the Catholic mass, there's so much freaky shit that's going on in that, you know, and yet it's just kind of people go in, you listen to some dude talking Latin, and then he just, they swing around a sensor, and there's just, yeah, it's like the the mystery, there's so much mystery that it's become boring, and that is not what connection with spirit is, I don't think. I think that that it's an empowering aspect of it, of being able to claim whatever works for you. I think we all have different things that we're dealing with. I really do believe that what our imprint is like talking about the fall of man, us coming from source from the center of the galaxy or from the center of the universe and then splatting onto earth and then having this imprint of the planets that are around us trying to figure out what our our purpose is and what our goal is and how it is that we can you know, solve all of those I don't want to say problems, but all of those questions that we have in front of us so that we can start to travel to other places. like I love the concept and the idea of, of like elemental magic and being able to work um in in more malkut, working more like on the on the bottom part and then but once I started actually climbing the tree, started working in Yasud and understanding like how it is that watching the patterns of what the stars are doing with using the moon as your pointer as it's going around and seeing how the energetic is different depending on where the earth is. That is like the wheel inside of a wheel inside of a wheel started to make so much more sense to me from looking at the exoteric side of it too and seeing that these are these are practices that are still, you know, they're readily available to us just go outside when it's dark and you can see what the fuck the stars and the moon are doing, you know, so um it's been really interesting for me too. This is not on topic of what we're discussing, but as of, as of the past couple of weeks, um, I have been really paying attention to the moon and noticing that it actually, you know, we just got through the the second half of the lion's gate with the moon going through and seeing like how the energetic changes, what it is that you can pull in by having a moon that's only half lit as it goes through that portion of the sky and where we are. So, um, when it comes to your actual practice, and you're in New York, right? Do you get, do you get to get outside? Do you get a lot of time in in nature at all?
2: No. And and I was born in LA. So I've really never been like a, it's so funny. Like everybody is like, oh, do you go to the forest? No, I'm a city witch. I love like concrete. That's where I go. I will sit on my fire escape and I will watch the stars. So it's, but I mean, I love basically like, everything that you touched on because the Zodiac transcends all religion. Like it's literally been used by every single religion and people that scoff at astrology. It's just like, do you really know what you're talking about? And I do believe that um, ritual in Catholicism is so taken for granted. Like they don't understand because it's just like, if you look at it objectively, it is the most witchy thing to go and sit in mass <laughs> and then to have people just be like, doing it like robots and not really understanding like the intense ritual and like ceremony of it. It's strange. So, you know, basically within what we were talking about, the, I find that the excavation and is the magic, right? So like researching all of these different things, theology is so interesting to me. So like, again, like not putting it necessarily into application my own life, but like reading it, researching, understanding the puzzle pieces, because I mean, it goes back really far. Um, And I find that the more that I know and the more that I can kind of connect the dots in terms of like, I don't know, (laughs) enlightenment, which I hate using that word because it just feels so overused and also just like so far away. Um, But it's, it's a helpful guide for any client that I have that walks in the door, no matter what their background is, I'm like, okay, well, like, is this something that you resonate with? Because I think that magic is absolutely universal. Anybody can apply it to their lives and anyone can apply it to their businesses. So it's just finding about where your puzzle piece fits into the grander giant puzzle.
1: What would you say that you're, out of like all of your clients, what would you say that their biggest block has been magically? Like, is it actually doing the practice? Because I know for a lot of people, they can be told the theory, but then getting them to do it every single day is almost impossible. Um, And other people, it's more the theory where they're like, kind of like, I just don't know if I can be okay with that. Like a lot of witches are like, do no harm. And other ones are like, if you don't
2: know how to hex, you don't know how to heal. Right. I mean, honestly, there's just so much nuance within it, but I would say, and again, I'm not really a teacher of magic. Like I will life coach occasionally. um, And I find that my business students that ask for magic and that want to know correlations and want to know like their launch dates in accordance with the stars and all of that are usually like very quick to jump to a ritual or something like they're they're hungry for it which is great Um, but i think like the underlying thing whether it's business life coaching or magic in and of itself is always confidence so it's not necessarily like the different parts it's like am i able
1: yeah that's big i think and you touched on imposter syndrome i was like looking at my notes a little bit ago Uh, how so many I think people who are under the age of 35 get told when they're life coaching or mentoring or doing anything that's helping other people be better versions of themselves like oh what do you know you're so young and I'm like well there's a reason that certain people make it is (laughs) they figured it out sooner um yeah so I I feel like how for those listening, because Jare and I have also struggled mightily with imposter syndrome. We're getting better. And I'm learning to ask for my value and my worth when I do readings, when I do coaching, when I do all sorts of stuff. But um, with your own journey with that, did you use any specific kind of magic to help you through it other than tarot? Was it, Or was it like a super deep dive into tarot? And if so,
2: can you elaborate? Shadow work. It was so much shadow work. It was so, so, so much from the most mundane shadow work to the deepest, most painful shadow work, (laughs) because that's where it is. You know, it's like, why are these things arising for you? And as a water sign, like I would just sit in the bath and I would journal and then I would sit in the bath and just like sit with my thoughts and let the thoughts wash away or wash in, you know, and I really made sure to validate all of the thoughts because they came from a place, they were meant to protect me, even though it's not working. So you're like, okay, like, I see you, I hear you, but now it's time to go down the drain because you're no longer needed. And I mean, and I, I don't want to like, just like show off all my trauma, but I didn't come from a very like, easy background. I have a lot, a lot of trauma that has stacked up over the years that really only within the last decade he started to deal with. So it it becomes extremely painful and extremely intimate, but once you just address it, bring it up into the light, again, shadow work, uh, it starts to get easier. And I think people assume that I am extremely confident because that's what I teach on social media. I'm very visible, but I have days where I don't feel great. Like, you know, it's not like this thing ever goes away. And I think that that's the thing too, that people, especially my clients struggle with is that like, if they have an off day, it means they backpedaled and it's just not the case.
0: I think it's interesting what you just said, like there's, there's something and there's a correlate with us thinking that confidence is truth, Right. So, because, so if you're able to be truthful, then you're confident. And that's just, it's so weird to me that people are like, I'm not confident. Well, it's like, does that mean that you're not truthful? Do you feel like you can't be truthful with yourself? Do you feel like you can't be truthful with other people? Like there's something so, and I know that that's part of, I mean, I'm 42 years old and I went through, you know, 30, I won't say 28 years of my life where I was like, I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth all the time. Cause I, that's what I do. I just speak out of turn. My, my mercury is in Libra. It's not a detriment if you just fucking do it just do it right just say what's on your mind you might hurt some people's feelings but fuck it that's their problem not yours right so being <laughs> being able to really own your your truth is one of the things i'm really taking away from just the the amount of time that we've talked here and um you know you had said i don't know if you've said that in in the podcast or i think you might have said it on one of your videos but you were talking about getting vulnerable with your audience and i think that's that is a really big thing too because most people not necessarily that they don't they may not know that they're not being honest, right? Or they may think that there's shame, understanding the difference between shame and guilt, right? And being able to understand that they don't have to feel shame for something that they're dealing with because other people are dealing with it as well. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to realize and accept because, you know, if, especially if you've grown up in a house where you have, you know, super strong religious uh, parents or you have like certain guidelines that you do, our family, we don't do that, you know, whatever it is. And you you're like, but my body seems to be saying that that's fine. So why am I why am I feeling this? You know, um, I think there's something really important in in, in being able to kind of own your truth in that, and that's something that kind of leads me into the next thing that I wanted to ask you. When it comes to developing your ideas, um, how do you get to the point where you stop? Because you've written three books. You know, you've got a theme for what it is that you want to do with them. And for me, again, Mercury in Libra in the ninth house, I have all of the ideas about philosophy that I want to talk about. I need to get them all in, in this five minute conversation so that we can discuss it. How do you get it to where you can package ideas so that they're digestible by people? (laughs) Mm,
2: That's a loaded question. I don't know. Is it so lame if I'm like, I'm gifted? I don't, (laughs) I honestly, I, I don't even know because I, I'll, I'm a big passion person, right? And whenever something comes into like my, just my lens, I'm all or nothing. I got blinders on like, and I think that's like that Scorpio obsessive trait where I'm just like this thing. And until it's fully executed, then I'm not happy. But then sometimes other things take over, like, for example, over uh, the summer I was writing a horror movie, because I was like, I want to do this. And so I did it. And then, (laughs) but then other things just popped up and I realized I wasn't as passionate about creating it. So I put a pin in it. And really, like, it's such a messy process, to be honest. And like, obviously, I'll like, ask my audience, like, if they're into the thing that I'm doing. But generally, I don't, sorry audience, I don't care. Like if if I'm really, really into it, that's the thing that I'm gonna do. Um, Yeah, I don't know, but then also, like in terms of having all of the ideas, right? I always try to find the common thread. And I think that's where I'm really good with branding too, is because if I can connect all of the dots, you know, let's say you wanna talk about all of those things in philosophy, they're chapters of a book or they're modules in a course. Or, you know, and then if you want to expand beyond that, you create the additional course or the additional books to just like mush it all together just to make it higher education. Um, But that's kind of, I I think my brain is structural in that way. And I just never say it's not possible.
1: I, I was just listening to like one of my favorite books on Audible this morning. And that was a huge thing was impossible is not a word in our family. Never is not a word in our family. We're just not going to accept that. And I think it goes with those other words that a lot of people talk about, which are try and need and um, that feeling of, of like clinginess and complete blockage. Like both of those, I think, go into it. And that's such a crucial thing in magic is to keep, keep the open open feeling where you can't use witchy claws to hold on to something so tight that it has nowhere to go and you can't also push it away so far that there's no room for anything else to come through and I'm I'm curious like do you see ever where somebody like they know where they have the block and you're like trying to coach them and they feel the block and they're like,
2: I don't want to go past it. Cause I like the block too much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I've become like a ninja because <laughs> it's so again, like when I was speaking about like the, the inception of witchy wisdoms, I was extremely codependent on a narcissist. So when I unlearned that I became a pro at surrender. So I can see these bits of connection. I can see like the cords that need to be cut. And the thing that I always like to present to my clients is yes, it's, it's comfortable. It's comfortable to have the block, you're used to it, but what do you want? And then they're always like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> It's like, it's never as easy as just that sentence, but it starts getting the wheels turning so you can start unpacking it, right? So I basically like, I'll have them journal on every single time they see themselves holding on because once you bring it into clear conscience and you really start being present with like, I'm doing it again, it's a lot easier to start like, you know, stop white knuckling it. Do you
1: use any, like if somebody is using, that as a oh but it's so comfortable um I saw like sometimes you give people manifestations sometimes you give them other practical you just brought up journaling are there like specific rituals that you will craft for people or is there like one that you're like this one works every time that you have somebody go through
2: I am such a believer in nuance that everything I do is customized um because I don't, and I think that's the thing with branding too, you know, like there's a million tarot readers, there's a million astrologers, but there's only one you. And so that's why I really believe in like the customized process. Um, yeah, I do have like a few one size fits all things. Like, I mean, I have a lot of people that struggle with like time management, for example. So like a ritual that I'll have them do throughout the day or the week is to just catalog every single thing they're doing throughout the day and for how long. And it's so boring, but then <laughs> it's literally the most mundane thing ever, but it's just like, okay, eight to eight thirty, 30, sat in bed and like scrolled and scrambled. And so then you bring, again, bring it into presence of mind. And then you sit with it and you meditate with it. You don't do anything except meditate with it. No shame, no guilt. You're just like, this is it. And then whatever comes to you in meditation, whatever you want to release, like then we work again, it's more customizable after that with whatever was brought up in meditation. But yeah, I don't know. It's a... A little bit of this, a little bit of that.
1: And I, I think that's really key for people to know too, that there isn't like a one size fits all spell. Like, yes, everybody needs to do shadow work. Yes, everybody needs to practice mindfulness. Yes, everybody needs to nourish themselves and take care of themselves and set boundaries. Like all those things are true, but how each of us does those things is so unique. Like for Jerr and I, I was laughing because we both took waters while I was thinking about this. The water he drinks and the water I drink are not the same water. And we've been fighting about it since we met in ayahuasca ceremony. So, um, but it's like that water still nourishes us and it's still exactly what each of us needs and how amazing that you can craft for each person. Like, okay, This is this is the issue you're having, and this is how we're going to work through it together. And yes, it's a cord cutting ritual, but it's not going to be the same as everybody else's cord cutting ritual.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. Obviously, you're right. We have these foundational uh, building blocks, but it's the new where all this magic lies perfectly. And you know, some people want a huge ceremonial ritual where they like it takes hours. And a lot of people are just not that extra. And that's okay, too. Like, I mean, you have to be because my thing is too. if you don't like or resonate with the thing that you're doing, you will not do it. It's like working out like fitness is great, right? We all like fitness. Well, I take that back. We all need fitness in our lives to some extent. Um, But like I hate jogging and I kept trying to force myself to jog. And then I just like totally retreated. And I was like, I'm never going to do this. And then I found spin and I was like, Oh, I like this This is way more aggressive. (laughs) Like this is spinning and boxing. That's my thing. And it's so weird to force a square into a, a, what is it square peg into a round hole? Like it's just, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. So like why fight against it?
0: One of my favorite sayings is there's as many ways to connect with the divine as there are souls on the planet. So it's like I mean everybody has a different way of connecting. It's, it's going to be the same way with, like I said, what, whatever our 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 lesson is that we have to learn. You know, uh, Amy is also a big proponent of eating a bunch of meat and a bunch of fat because she's like, hey paleo diet works. Well, I have realized that maybe my liver doesn't process fat and, and, uh, you know, meat the same way. So maybe eating more vegetables is probably a healthier thing for me. Yes. Eating vegetables is healthy for everybody, but like steering clear of certain things It just, you know, it's, it's, everybody's going to have something different. And I think that's also what people, I feel like people struggle with because they do want a one size fits all. Everybody wants a magic pill or they want to be able to have one conversation, you know, like going to therapy, my partner has been so supportive of me finding a therapist and talking things out because she's seen the benefits of it. And she's like, it's a process. It is going to take time for you to talk to somebody and then to get down to the nitty gritty of whatever the thing is that you're struggling with, because it's going to be layer on top of layer on top of layer on top of layer of different patterns and different ways that you deal with people and the different things that you say or think or how you avoid certain things. And, you know, because we have an industry or we have a culture where, uh, entertainment is a 15-second clip, <laughs> you have to be able to get as much information as possible into a small amount. And people think that, well, that means that my healing can be the exact same way, right? I should be able to heal everything in 15 minutes. Well, th- it can. You know, I've, I, We've known people who have gone and sat in an ayahuasca ceremony who have sat once and then have turned their life completely around. They've given up heroin or whatever the, the thing was that was their demon that they were holding on to. And now they're you know, they're, they're doing something completely different. And then you have people who are hardheaded like me who sat for two years, you know, served for a year and a half of that. And yeah, and it just like, it never went down the funnel. And finally, Mama was like, you got to get the fuck out of here because you're not getting the message. Go learn it from somewhere else, you know? So I, I, I know that that's got to be, is that frustrating for you? And you have a client who is that way where you've like, you've met with them, you've kind of like hit something home over and over again. And you're just kind of like, are you going to get this or not?
2: Yeah. It's super frustrating and then I tell them it's frustrating and I'm like you're disappointing your mother like <laughs> I like I mean but also like I have the privilege of being on the other side of it you know but because I can see it so but it's also it, you know it's not even that easy because yeah you get the message once but like then it's like oh but what are all these things that are connecting me to that message that I have to unlearn relearn I wrote a post recently about manifestation and how so many gurus are like manifestation this and that and it's like always like very privileged beautiful white women that are just like you know you can make like so much money (laughs) and then and i'm like yeah sure that's great and like things are definitely can happen for people like that i've seen it um but real manifestation is unlearning, relearning, unlearning, relearning, unlearning, relearning for the rest of your life. Like it's never, it never stops. And so I, when even I get on a consult with a client, I tell them that I'm like, I don't want you to think that you're going to go two months with me and your life's going to be perfect. Cause it's not, I'm going to give you a blueprint. I'm going to give you a foundation and you're going to have to work.
0: Nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to win the lottery. Everybody wants instant gratification and instant success.
1: I was listening to a little video clip about somebody talking about manifestation and sigil work and like sigils really do friggin' work. Like you can make a sigil and it'll happen, but you have to go home and do the work. You can't do a sigil for the lottery and then not buy a lottery ticket. It's just <laughs> stupid. And like, he was going on and on about it. And he's like, also like, recognize when you're making a sigil, um, that you are going up against some of the best sigil crafters in the history of the universe because you've got like Coca-Cola and McDonald's and look like all these other brands that have mastered it and so it's going to take practice which means you have to do it over
2: and over and over and over. Yep. Nike. Nike is the like number one sigil.
0: (laughs) It's a check mark. It's already been
1: done. (laughs) (laughs) check that box yeah Yeah, but it's mind-boggling to me how um and i love that you tell your clients that i love it because there's so many people that i've encountered in this world right in the in the spiritual slash business world because a lot of people don't think that the two can mix and so they turn to traditional business coaches for their astrology career or they turn to super spiritual gurus for their business to work. (laughs) They never see them. And you've married the two beautifully, but you're also incredibly authentic and honest with, I'm not fixing this. I'm not going to fix you. I'm not going to fix your life. I'm going to hand you tools that clearly you haven't embraced yet, but you know,
2: inside. So let's bring them to the surface. Well, I have to, I owe that a lot to my therapist before Witchy Wisdoms. She was, I took three trains from Jersey city to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, because she was the only person in my network. And she was this stoic little German lady that was had her office in a basement. And she played this very eerie Celtic music. And she was so straightforward with me. And she was like, have you ever heard of boundaries? I'm like, everything was delivered like that, but she helped me so much. And I was like, that's, this is me. I got, this is how I deliver truth to people now, because I just like have a piece of her with me constantly. That's just like, have you ever heard of boundaries? (laughs) I'm like, ah, you scare me, but in the best way.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm very appreciative of uh, people who have had experiences. And I think that that's something too, that's kind of lost in our culture is people like, we don't really respect age. And that is where most of it is like, that's where all of it is, really. I mean, they, they've been doing it. Some There are some automatons who are walking around who have the emotional age of a 14-year-old who are, you know, in a 7 year olds body. But, you know, being able to see and appreciate uh, wisdom in, in any age, I think, is also something that's really important. And that's really what you're doing, too. I mean, you're, what, in your late 20s, early 30s? How old are you? 31. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, and you've just I don't, and we were leave not it to the to scorpio to
2: directly ask I was
1: she's like, like i'll tell you here we go i was like that's so rude in my mind also mercury and libra you just don't have to wait <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're what like 105 you're 31 105 um so- <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyways, um, I, I'm it's again, I think that comes back to the the being able to stand in your truth and be, no matter what the age is and not being scared to say, you know, what it is that some people don't want to hear because people don't want to hear stuff a lot of the time. So, you know, being able to and, and I feel like to the times when we're paying people uh, to to give us advice, you want them to be truthful and you want them to be straightforward and you want them to get to the fucking point as soon as possible, because I've also been in consultations before where you know, I realize how much I'm paying and I'm like, are we going to get something? Am I going to get something out of this? Cause I'm recording it. I'm writing things down and you you haven't given me anything back. That's important. So, so I, again, I know we're, we're getting close to a point of of wrapping up, but I just, I want to say how much I really appreciate, like how concise you are and all the things you've done, even in this podcast. Like I was checking the time. I was like, we're only at 40 minutes. Like most of the time we, we kind of go over, but you're like, look, I got shit to do. You got other things I got to take care of.
2: (laughs) Oh, I can't waste people's time. I have, I've had a lot of like financial flops myself. And that's why, I mean, people pay me a sizable amount, but I'm going to give them their money's worth. Like I'm my time is worth it. And so is yours. So yeah, I don't know. I don't want people to be like, I'm not safe. I'm not the safe choice. I'm not going to like stroke your ego and I'm going to give you what you paid for. I
1: was, I was going to say, since we are getting near the end of time and I do love that, like, I feel like that's a mic drop <laughs> moment that you just had of, yeah, I'm worth my money. Um, when you're doing some of this other co-creation work where you've got like the, the podcast with the other beautiful women who are involved and you've got um, Facebook group things where there's the coven and, and everybody's like doing things together. Do you feel like you're attracting in a lot of other Alpha type personalities and and how do you navigate that? Because I feel like sometimes one alpha will draw in a bunch of others who want to follow. Whereas like something that our teacher for astrology, Deborah Silverman, always said, She's like, Amy, you just need to find other bitchy friends, like ones who can just stand in their power, not be afraid to be masculine and feminine, not be afraid to just take charge and go and be honest. And and when they're ready to cry, they'll cry, but also like they just don't give to (laughs) like, how did, how did you, did you intentionally start to craft some of these relationships
2: or did you just happen with synchronicities kind of thing? So the thing of it is, and I think this is, um, it already kind of wrote the narrative what the partnership was gonna be, is that uh, a lot of the people that I partnered with are clients that I saw so much promise in. So, and I hate to use this word, but it's appropriate, is there's a bit of a hierarchy there. Um, And I'm also extremely blunt and I just know what I want and my name's on it. So it kind of just happens that way. Uh, In terms of like real collaborations, I haven't done many. Um, I'm fairly easy to work with, but, I also, I don't know, my mind goes a mile a minute and I'm just like, unless it's something that I really feel that I have a detriment in, I'm not really bringing other people in. So it just, I know that there are other people that I could work well with, but really I'm like a, I've been a solo practitioner. I hated team sports. Like, and the alphas that I enlist that are like, you know, working with me are people that. Still, kind of look to me for guidance, um, which is excellent and amazing because they still trust me. And those are the kind of people that I want to be working with. Um, and then, as far as like the, the co creation coven and the people that, let's see, just like in other like areas that I've done, um, they're looking for guidance too. So I don't know. Maybe that's a little selfish and God complexy of me <laughs> to no, be like, oh. it's,
1: it's holding the high priestess role. Like you're just, you're holding that role and you're okay with it. And I think, again, you've gotten past the imposter syndrome, stepped into confidence. But I was just curious if you were finding that other people were just like naturally coming in, but to hear that there are also clients makes sense because there are clients that I've had. And I'm like, oh yeah, I want to work with you. I want to teach with you. I want to do this with you because you are ready. And how can I empower
2: you to be ready? Exactly. I always, I really believe in bringing people up to your level. I like, I mean, especially with branding and authentic branding, there's room for literally everyone. So it's never like a competition thing. But like, I when I see the inner workings of my clients and how they've done the work that I provided, I'm like, yes, I want to work with you, like enthusiastically.
0: I I feel the same way. Like I'm, I as a as a solo practitioner too. Like I know that there's there's something that could be helpful. with working with other with other people in a group but it's just it's just I don't I don't want to deal with that I don't want to deal with other people's egos to be completely honest I have ways that I do things and somebody goes why is it that you do it that way I'm like that's because what's the way I fucking do it you know it's just the way that it is how do you do it
2: (laughs) I vibe with that so much and this just goes again to the nuance it's like not one size fits all maybe you're a team player maybe you love collaborating maybe you don't i Happen to be the one that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm.
1: I I think I change every year, but also I have a lot of mutability in my chart. So uh, there'll be years where I am total solitary. I don't want to work with anybody else. It's gonna get done my way. And then there's other years where all I want is a sisterhood of like around me. Like it can be a formal coven. It doesn't have to be a formal coven, but I want the support and the, the ways to bounce off ideas and to hear how someone else is going to do it. And this year I have been really blessed that while a lot of people have felt socially distant and, and physically distant, spiritually distant because of all the distancing, whether it's in people's minds because of opinions they have, or whether it's um, actual what's going on, I've had a little tight knit group of people that I've been able to stay connected to. And I was like, Oh yeah, I miss covens. Oh yeah. I miss that. I want, let's do magic. (laughs) It's just, it's so sweet to be like, Oh yeah. Did you see the moon last night? And just like simple stuff. And I know that probably in about two years, I'll be like all of you (laughs) just go do my own thing. But, um, it's funny to hear both of you talking about that because I do think that is total Scorpio influence of I'm in my own power so strongly why would I share it it's just yummy it's like the other side of Taurus right Taurus is yummy and Scorpio is like give me the yum so you're getting to enjoy it but to empower other people who might have those really strong vents and don't know it to, to say it's okay to want to be the one person in the group who actually gets the project done and therefore not be in the group because you'll get more extra credit that way. Yep. Yep. (sighs) Okay. We are at time. Is there anything else that you're like, this is on my heart to
2: share right now or
1: you feel Mm, pretty trying.
2: As far as my concise nature, I'm like, I think I nailed it. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. I have one, I have one thing to ask. If someone is starting on this path of magic and entrepreneurship and they didn't do anything else, just like one thing that you could say, please do this. Is there something that you can think of that you would say to that?
2: So they've never done magic or business before? Is that the question? No,
1: they're um, magical business where they're like wanting to be a tarot reader or wanting to do body work and energy healing or that kind of thing?
2: I think that especially in this world of branding, because we are all very personal branded, whether we like it or not now, I think that I'm a big, person about like journaling, because I really think that seeing things in black and white just brings it to the forefront, but start journaling on your client experiences and start trying to tie in a common thread. Like, what are you really hitting on? What are you really, like, where is your niche? Where is your, like, special magical flavor that then you can expand on later? And, like, you know, I could say the arbitrary, like, don't be afraid to fail forward and, like, "Eh," all that, because you will. But uh, I think that if you also have that action step of, like, I have a thing that I'm actually going towards, it's easier to fail forward because you know you're on that path.
0: Thank you so much, Sean. This is, uh, this is incredible. I'm so grateful that we were able to finally make it work. I'm also grateful that you have the strict guidelines and your boundaries as to when it is that you are able to record because I know that that hasn't worked out for us in the past. And uh, now that we were able to do this today, I'm, I'm just so excited. Such a good conversation.
1: So grateful that you had the time and that you offered wisdom to our sweet community and to us because we always, I feel like we get extra fun sessions for <laughs> our life um if if people want to find you um they've got witchy wisdoms on instagram on twitter on tiktok and that's just witchy wisdoms one word no spaces no nothing and then uh your website is witchy right mm-hmm. okay any other ways or things like do you have anything coming up any book launches or Already well, so
2: Witches Brew is going to be coming out in the summer, um, depending on when this airs, my New Year, New You mastermind, which is focused all around boundaries, is uh, going to start mid-January. Um, but there's, I always leave like little pockets of spaces open for people if they want to work with me and I feel like it's a good fit. So I just encourage you to reach out, DM me.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Well, this will go up just in time for everybody to get on your email list and find out about the new year, new you then. Yay. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you, Sean.